eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rarcy Von Darcy. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? I'm good. I was having a bit of a tough day, and just before we went on the air, you made me start giggling already. Good. good. This is what this should be therapeutic here on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Well, behind the curtain, here's what happened. I have a brand new uh, board, like an audio board, so we can do different things ryan and i know a lot of people are like oh it's probably what just fart noises correct yes correct <laughs> i also have this <laughs> why anybody <laughs> so that was a sex moan a dog bark and a fart yeah <laughs> right out of the street we're coming out real hot tonight and so if you've been watching the YouTube, we stream these on Monday nights. You yeah. go to youtube.com slash podcast, and we usually have like a little video for the intro, and it covers us up, and then when the intro's over, it comes back, and it's just the two of us idiots talking. Mm-hmm. I said to Dave, I go, well, this is a little different. It's just the audio portion, so just be smart, and there's going to be no visual, so don't pull out your weenus. You said don't pull out your weenus, and then it reminded me of something I saw on Instagram. It was like one of those memes, <laughs> and someone referred to their b-hole as their stink wrinkle <laughs> which, which reminded me of that and i started laughing i like that very much or the leather cheerio <laughs> the leather cheerio yeah. on, so this. i started so i was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna freaking explode inside you i'm gonna spill it i'm gonna fill you up fill you up <laughs> I'm gonna fill you up. Just let me do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm about to do it. Oh, you let it play the whole time. I have the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> 
So, so good laugh. Cool. Good laugh to start. Yeah, I have that. I have all of these things available. McGruber, he has a drink or two each night, but it doesn't affect his job. McGruber, that guy's a social drinker. McGruber. <laughs> all right. So here's the other deal, Ryan. As we celebrate the addition uh, of the board to the hashtag Dwarf Podcast, we ran a poll mm-hmm. about what the topic du jour should be. And we had to alter that. We had to call a hot route at the line. We did. Because seven. the topic to shore is it was just too tasty. We we have to discuss it. We have so, to. but I appreciate everybody who did vote on said poll. And the uh, the winner was bad or best villains. So we will do that a week from now. I feel like we've done that several times over. Haven't haven't we not? Well, so we did we, we did like best DC villains, we did best Marvel villains, we did a dork yeah. madness about it, but Marvel villains was our first ever episode like right. five years ago. But this I think we opened it up to like every single type of villain in the every world. villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. So, so we could do like TV, movies, video Nintendo. games, Nintendo. And Bowser could be Nothing on the Bowser. Way. That's son of a bitch. For all yeah. I know. <laughs> I got to play this, too, because I had this because I've been watching. Oh, so what came in? This is a segue. What came in dead last on the poll was Ricky Gervais shows. I've been watching a lot of Ricky Gervais shows. I watched all of Extras mm-hmm. the last couple days. Extras uh, was great, wasn't it? I loved Extras. Yeah. Extras I liked. Afterlife has been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching The British Office. I feel like I've seen some of it, but definitely not all of it. So I'm watching yeah. that, and I'm watching Derek. Yes. But my favorite character is still the dude from Afterlife, this guy. I'm not as professional as i'd like to be if i ever were to make it big there are a few things that might come out in the tabloids about me that i feel like i need to nip in the bud immediately wait for it i've given one blow job sneaky <laughs> <laughs> best part of that so this we're on the tanberry players and it's like a it's like a I don't know. It's a variety show. It's like a, a variety like show. A, and so he yeah, does community community. Comedy. But the MC, this guy cracks me up. And this is, he comes out after Brian Gittins does that. He just yeah. goes, Bloody hell, what was that? <laughs> Blowjobs in front of the mayor. <laughs> I think we know this, this is going to be our new Dork Podcast sign off. Bloody hell, what was that? <laughs> I love it. Like a couple of like mixed claps. And then, yeah, just what yeah. was that? What was that? All right, Ryan, what do you say we get to the uh, the news, shall we? Oh, uh, why not? This week in the Well, the big game was last night. Congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Super Bowl ads, right? Before we get to like the trailer, a couple of the trailers that were mm-hmm. released, any commercial spots that you particularly liked or did not like? Nope. Okay. Like I would do some, I was just I was like, fine. Like I, I was disinterested the first time in Queen Latifah as the equalizer. They really kind of holy shit. And not only that, so we yeah. talked a little bit about Clarice yes. and how they can't mention Hannibal Lecter. They can't mention gonna be a tough sell, but they can mention Buffalo Bill, right? It must be a loophole. I don't know. I don't know, but they she was in a well. Yeah, and there was like the dog. Yeah, but like I don't. I don't know. I kind of don't know how that show is going to be. I don't know. It's probably going to be bad, right? It's probably going to be bad. And yeah. I would be surprised if the Equalizer made it through the month. What about being honest? Yeah, no, I don't love its chances. What about the? I kind of like the Winona Ryder, Edward Scissorhands with Timothy Chalamet commercial. Not bad. 
I'm, I'm a big um, Winona Ryder fan. I'll tell you, I liked Winona Ryder in the 80s, 90s, and today. <laughs> I am a big fan. I would say she's one of those people who, and not to, you know, not to be crass, but I think um, peak Winona Ryder, Big Daddy. I thought she was, she had something going on in Big yes. Daddy. Not Big Daddy. Uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Sorry. 100% Mr. Deeds. Yeah, yeah, not Big yeah. Daddy. 100% Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Look, obviously, bringing the heat in Heathers, bringing the I, heat. I, I, even I like never her. got it. I think the first movie I saw her in was Beetlejuice. So I think that didn't. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a swerve. Now, yeah. she was supposed to be. She was cast in The Godfather Part 3. And then and, she got really, really sick. And then that's why yeah. Sophia Coppola is in it. And that's why Sophia Coppola yeah. ruined that movie. Ruined it. Well, that had other problems, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Uh, what did you think of the Cardi B Wayne's World commercial? That might have been the worst thing I've ever seen. Didn't make sense. Didn't it did not it. make sense at all. And didn't, didn't need it. I don't know why Cardi B had to be there. I don't know why Mike Myers looks so awful. Didn't look right. Was and he, wearing, he looked like they didn't wearing. There's no energy there. Like they just didn't no. want to be there. No. Like even they thought it was a bad idea. And they're like, oh. I didn't like that one. Uh, the How about Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher with Shaggy? Here's the issue. So that one and the Matthew McConaughey Doritos one. Mm. And a couple others. I saw like the day before. Oh, he's like flat Matthew. Yeah, like on Twitter. Like they had him the day before, so that wasn't really, you know. Mia, like Mila Kunis is an annoyingly attractive, and I, I think. Oh my god! In uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, and I think Ashton Kutcher might be the worst singer I've ever heard. Worst singer. Okay. Do you hear him singing in that? That was atrocious. Too much, right? He kind of just like. Eh. Ugh. I don't know. I, Way to bring Shaggy back into the uh, into the cultural lexicon again, though. Shaggy's back. I think it could be his year, 2021. Do you think anyone under the age of 20 had any idea what was going on in that commercial? No. No, not a chance. Oh, nope, nobody. No clue. Uh, I did, I'll tell you, like the Michael B. Jordan commercial. Uh, uh, surprisingly, so did uh, yeah. Girl Rye. She was a fan. Do you want to want to hear a live reaction to me watching that commercial? Yes. Just in my past. Yeah. You, uh, how many of these you got loaded up? Did you spend like three days just loading this thing up? with? I have, a, I have a few in the holster. I have more to get to, too. Good. Okay, like I'm looking more, forward to that. I mean. I'm fascinated with the anus. Always have been, always will be. The man who's tired of the anus is tired of life. You subscribe True. to that. The stink wrinkle. If you're tired of the stink wrinkle, you're tired of life. Uh, Ryan, the Falcon and Winter Soldier had a trailer, and then they they did like a thirty second on the Super Bowl spot, and then they directed you to online the internet, and we tweeted the trailer for the trailer. Correct at Dork yeah. Podcast on the Twitter. This show uh, I've been looking forward to very much, and we'll get into the topic of jour coming up. But the fact that this show is really good, I think this one is going to be awesome. It's only yeah. six episodes. You're a big Baron Zemo fan, maybe the biggest Baron Zemo fan I know. Uh, Sharon Carter, who I have liked in the MCU, she looks like she's going to play a pretty big role. They confirmed War Machine a while ago. I don't know if that helps or hurts the show, to be honest. Well, that gets into, our, again, nice segue into the topic du jour as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. I, Falcon is sneaky, one of my favorite characters in the entire MCU. I've always liked when he's on there. I think he has a great rapport with Captain America. The stuff that he did like with Ant-Man was good. I've just... Spider-Man, like all of it. I've always liked Falcon. More Falcon the merrier. And then Winter Soldier's badass. So I, I like both guys. Yeah, I think we got to give Bucky a little bit more of a personality. I think we need more Bucky, mm. less Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know? Uh, 
but I am. This comes out in uh, March nineteenth. So I believe how it's set up now is Wandavision is going to take you up until the first weekend in March. Then there's a week off, and then Falcon Winter Soldier comes out all on Disney Plus. Pretty good run. Pretty starting good. to look good. This you know everyone was MF and Disney Plus. We're starting to look, starting to turn it around here. The uh, trailer for M Night Shyamalan's new movie entitled Old. The trailer started. I legit thought it was some sort of parody commercial of something. Yeah, like, commercial that you know the kid uh, is a Joe Sheary from Stranger Things is in like a Taco Bell commercial or whatever. Yes, right, like, and it what? looks like a horror movie, but it's not. Yeah, that is higher quality than this. This movie looks like awful. What the fuck? Like it looks awful. And again, every once in a while, he figures it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I like Split. I. I tried to like glass, but glass wasn't very good. It was not. But but as my father used to tell me when I would do something correctly, even broken clocks are right twice a day. Hmm. Right? Which is a terrible thing to say to your kid. But <laughs> very true with M. Night Shyamalan. Like, you know, Ignore nine that. out of ten times, he's going to screw it up. Yeah. But once in a while, he figures it out. Now, is this the movie that is going to be on Paramount Plus? And that was the other thing they were that's trying the to other, That's the other thing they're trying to ram down my throat. Get, out, Get of out of here. I don't have time for it. Apparently, it's like the CBS All Access is kind of morphing into this. Right. I don't care. Somebody had a great point on, no. on Twitter. They were like, you can either be a cable channel or a paid service. Stop trying to... You can't do both. No, and not only that, they kept... Like, the 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 pieces they were trying to introduce you to that were going to be on Paramount+, Plus. I had zero interest in all of them. There was like, oh, Star Trek. Pass. No, thanks. Not for me. Uh, Young Sheldon. I don't want it. SpongeBob. I missed it too old. Like, yeah, I missed what I'm saying. Like, they just kept like trucking these things out. Like, oh, Arch, don't you think this is cool? Or how about uh, what was the thing? Um, Snooky from MTV's Jersey Shore. I'm like, dude, I don't want anything to fucking do with that. I don't care how much that costs. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm no. Even if it was free, I would never watch it. I wouldn't touch it. it yeah, I'd get more run out of Tubi. Right. Let's Jesus Christ. Run. I was. I watched three movies on Tubi the other day. Good for you. Yeah. Or the movies. Or this weekend. So I watched um, UHF. Hmm. I watched um shit, what was the other movie? I watched two other movies though. They're like you couldn't find any oh uh Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Okay, nice. And nice. something I can't it's slipping my mind right now. Right. Uh one of the great things about Tubi is though is they have like awful movies, which like yeah. so bad they're good movies. Like um like if there's a bad horror movie you want to watch during Dorktober, go to Tubi. Uh Gods of Egypt, yeah. which all the gods of Egypt are all white people. That's that's a good one. Mm. Uh, Devil's Reject. I watched the Devil's Rejects again. That's on Tubi. Did you like it a lot more? I, I liked it the same. I, I don't <laughs> mind that movie. It's it's not my favorite. Oh, and uh, the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia is now on Tubi. Uh, that's a hard watch. I love that movie. That is a really really hard watch. <laughs> people <laughs> they took watch. her baby. Yeah, I can't. She's crying. Right, Golden Globe noms came out. The nom nom noms. Nom noms. Uh, some weird picks. I'm not going to get all hot and bothered by it. I, It's pretty bad, though. Some of the stuff that got nominated, some of the stuff that didn't. Like, I don't know what was worse. So just real, yeah. uh, the best picture, they split it up into two categories. The drama noms were The Father, Mank, No Man, Nomad Land. Nomad Land, yeah. Promising Young Woman, which I really want to see. I have not. Bank. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's the only one on that list that I saw. Uh, the musical or comedy, Borat to... Hamilton, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. These Palm are, Springs has to win that one. It better win. I don't think it will. 
I don't think it will either. Uh, your guy Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal got nominated for Best Actor, though. Fucking good movie, man. As did Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, but yeah, some of this other shit. Like, I'm so surprised that like Sound of Metal didn't make it in to, like for Best Picture. Yeah, that is odd. And Mank did. Mank. Fuck out of here, Mank. And so then you go to TV. Dave didn't get nominated for anything. Dave was awesome. I don't understand. Here are the shows. Uh, drama. The Crown. Lovecraft Country, which I couldn't even get through. Uh, the Mandalorian. Ozark and Ratchet, which was not good. And musical or comedy. Emily in Paris. The Flight Attendant. The Great. Shits Creek and Ted Lasso. So I know those last two people love. Shits Creek and Ted, La- Ted Lasso yeah. are really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bob Odenkirk did get nominated. Uh, but what's her name? Didn't. Which I don't know. They always skip over her for some reason. Yeah. What's up with that? Like she's really good. She might even yeah. be better in the show. But anyway, those are those are the the nom nom noms here. Uh, let's get to actually. We have a uh, a highly contested one of one of these this week. This is this week in horrible Rossi takes. A couple of them right out of the shoot, both movie related. One, our friend Mac from the Mac and Goo podcast. Uh, he and Goo were doing their Gooby Vault for 2020. Mm-hmm. So they each get to nominate two movies, and then the people go on Twitter and vote for what's the best movie of the year. They've been going, I think, all the way back to 85 and, and up. Uh, one of Mac's two nominees, Hamilton. I personally don't like Hamilton, and I understand that I'm probably in the minority as it relates to my take on Hamilton. However, this isn't a movie. This is just them filming the play. Correct. It's not like Sweeney Todd, like the Johnny Depp movie, where they took a play right. and made a fucking movie out of it. This no. is, hey, let's stick a camera in the crowd and film the play, and we'll put it on Disney Plus because people are going crazy for it. And he's like, yes, this is one of the best movies I've seen all year. No, it's the best play you've seen all year. Yeah. Yep. That, no. And let's I, not let Rossi off the hook, too, because they said the Wayne's World commercial sucked. He was on Twitter last night, first of all, yeah. and said that his... That was the winner of the night. That was the best commercial of the night. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. That's a hard. Just that's a terrible take. Yeah, that's not good. I'll take the equalizer over uh, Wayne's World. Oh, cool. that was brutal. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the Wayne's World was great. And how about this? Uh, on the Change My Mind podcast, they did a basically a Mac and Goofy vault draft mm-hmm. where they took where they went back to 06 and they did three. They had three different. Uh, participants and they were just picking movies and then that was like a theater right so then you had to vote who had the best theater hmm. long and the short of it is Nick Fryer not only did he draft Van Helsing he defended it stood by it and likes that movie that movie stinks it's one of the worst movies ever made yeah and that's a movie that had a lot of promise that I was very excited about right when I saw the trailer and then... a cool property with cool characters uh, great stuff and it was an absolute dump Go ahead, play it. You just t- opened your butthole and you took a big old juicy one on it. Go ahead, hit it. What? Hit what? the board. What? What, what do we have the board for? Oh, you want me to do farts? All right, fine, fine. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta get here. Oh, wow. That one's gonna have it ready. It's gonna have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite thing. I I can't handle it. You're just like staring. You're not blinking. You're just like staring at me the whole time. When this is happening, That's, there's no way this is real. 
that all the same one? Is that how that one ends? That, uh, no, I added that oh, one. Okay, right. That's how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It doesn't get a whole lot dumber, but... No, but that movie stinks. It, it's I'm having a nice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where I, do, when they do these, like, drafts, or, like, where do they land on these arbitrary dates? Like, uh, I, like I don't know. Like 2006. I guess it was probably... Maybe the year they all lost their virginity. I don't know. I, we were out of college at that point. Well, well, we were. They're a lot younger than us. I understand. So, like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, just like 2006 movies. Go a steering wheel that doesn't fly off while you're driving. It's a good idea. I have all the best car ideas. <laughs> Did anyone take Talladega Nights? Uh, I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are we doing? I don't remember. Well, I'm sure so many some- good movies there. Yeah. And you take oh, Van Helsing? Was Van Helsing 06 or was it 04? Now, now I'm second guessing myself. Look up Van Helsing. That's the I know that's the that was the one I had the, the problem with. Uh, sweetie. Yeah, honey. The horse you're on has a huge penis. This is either going to be our best episode or our worst episode. It really depends. Oh, it absolutely. On so it's episode. 2004 because I remember someone oh, drafted man. Harry Potter in the Prisoner of Azkaban. My bad. 04. 04 it was. Yeah, we'll clean it up. Anyway, yeah, well, I'll edit all that in post for sure. Uh, Ryan, let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir. Well, as always, this uh, Davey's video game minute is brought to you by our friends at Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code. Now, hear me out. Ron Von D. I got a couple DMs of people saying they were using R Von D and it wasn't working. The promo code is Ron Von D, not R Von D. So make sure you use that code. Von D. But thank you for reaching out and thank you for clarifying. So Wild Bill Soda, you know, powered by Wild Bill Soda, the Davies Video Game Minute. Now, some sad news, Richard. Sad news. Both Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 will not be released this year. This came out two days ago. Blizzard really dropping the ball yet again, right? So they have, remember last year they were talking about, oh, we have this big Diablo announcement. People thought they're going to like drop Diablo 4 and it was a mobile game. Yeah. So they're not doing very well in terms of like PR right now. Um, But in good news, NVIDIA, the company that makes graphics cards, you know, I've been on the the tip of the spear with graphics cards right now. And they just, they, uh, they just let you sign up. This is how pre-orders work now. They let you sign up to get an email alert to get the newest generation of 3060 graphics cards, um, which boast a 12 gig RAM boost. Now, hey, um, let's see. E3 is going digital this year for last. Or what are you doing here? No, I don't know. I'm I'm reading. I'm reading my notes. E3 is going to be digital this year. I don't know what that means. It's not online. They said it's going to be digital. Maybe you sign up and then they'll email you. Maybe you sign up, you like buy like an e-ticket and you get like all, but it's supposed to be like the event itself is two days or three days, but they're going to have stuff leading up to it. That's like a week. Remember everyone, every major game publisher like backed out last year. So they're trying to get them back in and they're trying to make it content a little bit better when it goes online. Um, The new Borderlands movie, Richard, has added a cast. Kate, I know uh, Kate Blanchett was already in it. Love Kate Blanchett. Kevin Hart has been added to Love the that. cast. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis now yep. is going to be part of the Borderlands movie. So starting to shape yeah. up. This could be the best video wow. game movie of all time. Low bar. So I will wait. Very low bar. 
I'm not really all that excited for it, but I'll probably watch it. Um, so I think I mentioned this last time too, but Activision uh, bought Vicarious Visions, which made the Tony Hawk remake. And they've been hinting, Richard, at more remakes on the way, which means we can get Tony Hawk 3 and 4. Oh, I love that. Tony Hawk 3 was sick. Tony Hawk 3 was sick. I like Tony Hawk 3. I would say if it was just Tony Hawk 3 remastered for 20 bucks, that is the steal of the century. In in on that. You were right before. They should have charged more and put 3 in with 1 and 2 when they remastered it. Right. Make that it 60. Been, if you had, because well, yeah. what was it, 40 bucks? I think it was only 40 bucks. So make, make it 60 in 1, 2, and 3. Because yeah. in my mind, 2 and 3 are the best ones. Yeah, you can make an argument for either. But what they also did, which was great, was they took some of the stuff from three and they kind of gave it to you in one and two. The like revert we, manual is the one thing that you needed. Like, yeah. yeah, so that helps. So it was good. Yes, that did help. Um, and we just missed this. This happened the day after we recorded last week. Mm -hmm. Big news. Huge news. Huge news. The biggest news that EA Sports is bringing back NCAA football. <laughs> It will nice ham horn. It won't be for two or three years, they're saying, but they actually I are bringing it back. I was so excited. I was invited into not one but two dynasty leagues that day that it came mm -hmm. out. I was like in, and then you read the fine print, and they're like, "We're working on it." Probably two to three years. I was like, but eh. still, I mean, we're long yes. live the speed option in the wing team, man. We're we're back. I mean, this I is the football game. Great. And I'm gonna say this right now, and you know my feel. I I have I play Madden kind of. Well, fuck Madden. Like NCAA football was the, was where it was at. It was the best. Always. It was the best. Like there was no, when they were sold to, and I think the idea was that they took away from each other, right? Because they were made by two different production companies within EA. No, so, no, no, no. It, what happened was the Ed O'Bannon shit. And all of a sudden they had to, because they were using likenesses. They weren't putting names in, but it was right. Like, so Ed O'Bannon former UCLA basketball player started this whole thing with all these college video games. Like the players aren't getting paid for this. And then, so they had to shut it down and it, they actually worked really well together. In fact, you could do a college football season and then import the draft class into Madden, which is what we did in college. And it was, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So they worked well together, but then it was just all these lawsuits and they're like, all right, we're just going to shut it down because what they would do is they thought they were getting away with it by, being like number 15 for Florida, who's a lefty quarterback who runs like Tebow, but it's not Tebow. But it's not Tim Tebow. And then they'd like, and then as soon as a guy would graduate, they would put him on the cover for like the last year's game or whatever. You know, so right. I don't think they're paying him when they were college players, but as soon as they'd go pro or whoever won the Heisman, they would like boom, they'd throw him on the cover. But now anyway, I don't know how that because some of the schools are starting to get paid or they're starting to like work around yes. there. So in a couple of years, it'll be interesting to see what they can So didn't up. they say too that like current college players, the NCAA has this weird thing now where like if you're a current college player, because here's the here's the argument that student athletes make. I worked at the toll booth in college. I yes. had a job that paid me in college. Right. Right. And I was allowed to go to school. What if this is my job? Right. Like, what if this, like, what if like marketing or like, you know, social media is my job? And I, right. so the lines have been getting blurred. So now they're saying that like current college players can, can appear on the cover, but they can't have any school logos or colors that they're associated with. Okay. So like they have to wear like a white, like football like, uniform or like street clothes. They're also like just now letting, I think it depends on what state or what conference you're in, like sell your autograph. Which is insane. Yes. If somebody was going to buy your autograph, why should 
the school did not allow you to because it's the whole thing about being like uh amateur athlete and a professional athlete but so dumb and the one the one i go to all the time and the one that to me was the most despicable like who is that kid who played basketball for louisville who like shattered his leg kevin ware so they made those shirts for him like louisville sold them on their website and he didn't see a dime of it no the like, one that, that is the most despicable bad. thing that's gross the one that yeah. really really bothered me was uh Colorado Buffaloes, uh, Jeremy Bloom, Tim Biakabatuka. So Tim who went to Michigan and then got drafted by Carolina. And I had to Colorado. Who am I thinking of? Colorado. You're thinking of Rashawn Salam. No shit. Who's the Eric, running back from Eric Bieniemy, Christian Fourier, Cordell Stewart, Michael West. So Cor- uh, sorry, Jeremy Bloom played for Colorado. He's a wide receiver yeah. and a return man. He actually, you know, the movie Molly's game. Yes. Uh, that's his sister. But anyway, yeah. He was a Olympic level skier. And so he was like a pro skier and he took money to ski. And then the NCAA was like, well, if you're doing that, you can't play football, which was so fucked because it was a completely different sport. Right. And long, uh, the short of it is he ended up getting drafted, I think by the Philadelphia Eagles anyway, but didn't last very long. Like he was smaller than I was. He was a little bit of a guy, but he was shifty. <laughs> Shit of a guy. Anyway, I think I was thinking of Eric Bianami, by the way. Yeah. Eric Bianami. You want right. he came as a runner up at the Heisman. He did. He did. Anyway. Sleeping with the enemy, which one of the funnier things that Chris Berman ever said in his life. Um, and so there's that. And we got hit the drop, Richard. We got a Davies Babies. Oh chat. New segment. Davies Babies. Like an yeah. absolute baby. Fucking baby. All right, Davies Babies. There's there you go, right there. Stop being a fucking baby. Davies Babies. So who do you think this is about this week, Rich? I believe it's uh, Ninja. It is. <laughs> Guess what this fucking baby's saying, talking about now. I I think I know. He's going to quit playing Fortnite because he keeps getting stream sniped. Oh, no. What a loser. What well, a- this, this game made my career, and everybody in the known universe knows I play it, but it's not fair. Honest question. He literally gets paid to play this game. I don't know shit about him other than that he's famous for playing games. Right. Specifically, which game? Fortnite. Exactly. Is he, like, good at it? He's he's, he's, he's not the best in the world, but he's, like, top okay. 10. Like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's good. He's, okay. You know? right. but like, I don't really care about Fortnite, but he plays Valorant. He plays other... So, like, play another game. Like, who cares? Like, who... If... This, this is bad for two reasons, right? One, like... If if you're under contract, right, and you have to play it, you're getting paid. Shut up. Just play. Just right. play. What do you care? After you, fine. What like, do you care? And I know that, like, game. don't give me that shit. Don't give me that shit about, like, you know, play to win and, like, all that stuff. Like, if you play, eventually you're going to win. Like, if you play enough of these games, you're going to win. All right? That's the cost. And, again, we talked about it last time. That's the cost of doing business, man. If everyone in the world, if if hundreds of thousands of people in the world are watching you play Fortnite. you're gonna get stream snipe it's fine it's kind of money it's a lot of people on there though if you don't want to play it anymore stop taking the money walk you could play something else like you're a good enough gamer man you're a pro like there's new halo games coming out you got your you made your you made your uh your bread as a, a professional halo player coming up go right. play halo play that play Let's... keep playing valorant like who cares like don't just don't fucking whine you know, you know, uh, this all this kid does is whine. I know, I, hate we, it. I know what we can do to him. Put him on Davy's babies. Would you be spanking my bare butt, balls and back? I can spank him. <laughs> I 
and spank him. His bare balls, button back. <laughs> Fucking baby. Speaking of money. The bones are their money. So are the worms. They pull your hair off, but not out to turn it to a man and have another chance at life. But if they pull it out, they turn to bones. All right, Ryan, are you ready for the topic uh, du jour? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today is a very special mid-season report of WandaVision. We did not plan on doing this. We said when the nine episodes are up, we will talk WandaVision. But it's just been too juicy the last couple of episodes. So here we are. They kind of forced our hand. They really did. You 100% are right. It's five episodes in, uh, obviously airing on Disney+. And they've all ranged between like what would you say 25 and 35 maybe 40 minutes right the last around. one was long it was a little longer it was like 40 minutes was the last one yeah uh let's start as we do spoiler free as we review tv and movies uh ryan are you liking it oh yes yeah oh yes i am yeah now i am too very much here's the thing how did you think or what did you think about this show when it was first announced then when you saw the first trailer then when you saw the first couple episodes and then now, like what, like what was your either excitement level, interest level kind of from start to finish? My interest level was always high because I knew there was more to it than what we were being shown. However, my first gut reaction to that was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea like I, in my mind, what it, looked like when you first saw it was there were going to be like these cheeky one-off little episodes like they would do with sitcoms but do like a different sit- and just kind of them playing house like i didn't really understand what actually was happening and i think obviously that was done intentionally because this whole show yes. the first five six episodes have been just a complete mind fuck right and i just think that going into it we were like don't be more confusing than legion don't try to be like Legion. Yeah. Legion's almost like too smart. And I was like, what's going on? And like, I don't want to have to go back and read like a uh, summary or like somebody describing it for me or like a YouTube breakdown. I don't want mm-hmm. that. I want to think, don't get me wrong. I don't want, I don't just need mindless stuff, but Legion was so confusing. Like you had to look at every little part of it. You had to like watch those episodes twice. Like it was too much. And so because it's made by Feige and the MCU people, you had a feeling that it wouldn't be right. Like, What's the most confusing MCU movie so far? I mean, maybe Doctor Strange. Like, I don't even know where what it would be. <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, what is this? Yeah. But so, uh, my sister-in-law and friend of the podcast, attorney of the podcast, Nicole, big MCU fan, wasn't watching the show, and she was like, "I saw the trailer. It was like, doesn't interest me." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "I bet that ha- I I wouldn't be surprised if that." A lot of people thought that way. And so after episode four, I was like, you got to just watch it. I go, the first three episodes aren't that long. Just watch it. You're going to be pissed that you didn't. And after episode five, even more so, I was like, are you watching it yet? Like, you, If you're a fan of the movies, you 100% have to watch the show. And I think what's great now, and part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast now, is if you're not watching it, start now. Like if yeah. you were on the fence about it, I would get why people would bail after the first two episodes and be like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But don't jump in now, like come in now. And if you don't like episode four, then you know what? Maybe it's not for you. No, if it's you, four. if that's not, if it's not doing it for you, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but because I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. And yeah. 
the first two episodes, the black and white episodes are a little slow mm. to kind of develop, but things we're not, you know, things happen that kind of tip you off to some stuff, but it's the, the egg has really cracked open the last two episodes. Yeah. And it's not brain surgery either. Like there's still a lot of questions and like stuff that I don't really know, but it's not like so confusing. And I also feel like the way they're doing it, there's, Again, this isn't a spoiler because I don't know, but I'm guessing there's going to be a full payoff. And at the end, you're not going to be like, I still don't know what's happening. Like, it's not, right. you can tell it's not going in that direction. Now, just overall, do you like the idea of, and I guess this is kind of unique to the MCU, I guess maybe Star Wars to a certain degree, but do you like the idea of these monster, like mega movie franchises also requiring you to watch television shows to know what's going on? I really think that it's it's a lovely way to just kind of suck you in. You know what I mean? Um, I love, and I love the fact that in, on Disney Plus that all of the source material is in one spot. That that is awesome. Yeah, that's true. You know, so if I'm unclear, I'm like, did I? I what go. is that? I can go back. I mean, I'm not. I was going to say there was one thing that I had to rewatch. Okay. Because of this show, that I never thought I would watch again. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I think I think I know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I think as an MCU fan, it's it's kind of a must because this is really kicking off phase four of the MCU. So if you just like the story as it was, and after Endgame and uh, you know Spider-Man Two, you're like, I think I'm done. That's, first of all, you're not listening to this podcast because, for fuck's sake, it's the hashtag Dork Podcast. All of our most listened to episodes are about the Marvel shit. So <laughs> I know that everybody's eating this stuff up. But I think that's my biggest takeaway is if you were hesitant, I kind of understand it, but get in there, get, get all in there. And just know one of the coolest things now with the acquisition of Fox, with the acquisition of um, all of these, all of these properties, right? Everything's in play. Yeah. And like, and, and so it's funny because a lot of us last year, there was no MCU movies. And so you're like, there's no Black Widow. There was no Shang-Chi. There was no Eternals. And so what's pushing the universe forward? It's the TV shows. It's this, and it's going to be Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, those are the things that you have to be watching now to know what the hell's going on. And God knows what the hell we're doing with Black Widow. Yeah. And the fact you know, that it's a prequel, it may not even... It ultimately may be unnecessary. It might, and yeah. There's, there's a chance of that. Just, and there was a part of me that was, I wish that they came out and said, so like, oh, tonight, like, Black Widow is going to be available on Disney+. Plus. For a would, Super Bowl commercial. For Super Bowl commercial would have been amazing. But like straight, like immediately after the game, like they can make a deal with them. Be like, we're yep. not going to do it as the game's going on, but we're going to put it up against Queen Latifah's new show and see who comes out on top. Yeah. Uh, do you want to even give it a score or is it too... Too early. Yeah, too early. To, it's it's trending up. upwards. I think if you asked me after the first three episodes, I'd be like, oh, it's like a four. Yeah. But it's and, trending up. Anything else non-spoiler? I would just say that uh, the, the Wanda and Vision are both good like they're obviously playing their characters but they have more to do like obviously they were kind of side characters in all the movies they've been in so you're getting more of them but they're good i like them and the other characters that are being introduced in the show have really been pretty Catherine Hahn particularly has been awesome yeah and the most intriguing character in the show for sure yeah i agree i agree mm-hmm. all right let's go to this spoilers spoilers all right so the first couple of episodes ryan i think is really let's kind of lump them together you're watching like a a tv show 
right? So Wanda and Vision are in this 1950s TV set. You're watching a black and white TV show, but they are leaving clues. Like there are certain things that like they don't know. And there's, there's obviously a payoff in episode five about Vision and what's been going on with him, but it's like he doesn't remember anything. Like they have that, there's a date on the calendar and they're both looking at each other like, I don't know. You know, like so they're mm-hmm. leaving a little bit of clues like that. There's also stuff that there's commercials airing that have like Stark Industries Toastmate 2000 toaster oven and like all this shit and like the sword logos and stuff like that. So as they're doing this, black and white old school tv show there's like little things that i know now if i went back and watched you'd be picking out because you kind of know where it's going but at the time i thought it was like just enough like if you want to say slow burn fine slow burn but i was intrigued right from jump street but i also think that they have to introduce you into this world slowly like you have to you if this if they hit you over the head with everything that happened in the last two episodes early it would be too much Right, And I think the build-up towards that, where they kind of gave you, kind of clued you in along the way, was the perfect way to do it. And now, looking back on it, I was frustrated with the first two episodes, but now feel like it was paced intentionally that way. And also, I think it made sense that, and we said this at the time, they released the first two episodes on the same night, or same day. And then it was a week for episode three, and then a week for episode four and five. And so that made sense because I think if they stretched out one, two, and three over three weeks, more more people would have bailed. And I would think I think one and two are the shortest episodes too. Okay, they might be. Yeah, they were pretty quick. I was surprised, which I have no problem. Which again is is smart because Uh you're gonna you're gonna lose people that way. But it is cool though because when they go back and you know jumping ahead when Darcy shows up and they're watching they're watching Wanda on that little TV and it's like that show. It's kind of cool to be like, yeah, we already know what happens in this whole show. Like they're, they're watching it for the first time, but we've already seen it. But it was also cool to see that she's, you see her rewind. You see Wanda rewind things or do things again. And when you see them on the TV, that doesn't happen. It just cuts. It's like a weird cut. Yeah. 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 They don't really know from the outside what's going on on the inside. Right. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Well, and I also think we've sort of we've sort of hit on this during our MCU discussions, but based on what we've seen, we already knew that Wanda was one of the most powerful that has been on screen thus far. Yes, we didn't always know it, and like there's a, there's like the scenes with her and with uh, with Captain America because he's trying to like protect her, but she's just so goddamn powerful. Like that's why she's led to so much destruction and everything else. Cause she, she doesn't even know how powerful she is. No. And I don't think she, re- and I think with this show, she doesn't really understand what she can do. No, no. And that leads into a big question of, is she, is she in full control right now? No, I don't think she is. Yeah. I, I do, because, and I think this is where Catherine Hans Agnes comes into play because Agnes always shows up at the right time. And in the last episode, she actually asked her, do you want me to do that again? Yeah. Like she's aware, she's aware that, um, that, that Wanda's was- controlling stuff or Wanda's yeah. manipulating this it's, place. Vision's like playing catch up on it. And he has no idea what's going on. And he's like asking her, is like, well, did you hear what she just said? She's, she's like, no, you won't notice. Like she didn't notice that we all of a sudden had like the twins grew up 10 years that like we went from black and white to color, like all this stuff that like she just doesn't pay attention to. So I think, yeah. So I think it's very clear that she's somehow in on it. Agreed. A hundred percent. Cause like you said, she is, we believe also a witch. Yes. And I, and she's, well, I, 
I believe the character's name is Aunt Agatha. I did. I was doing some research. I think, and, oh, I think you're right. Yeah. And um, the other thing that was crazy when Sword was identifying all of the people inside the town, she was the only person they didn't mention. Oh, really? So, like, I look yeah. on the board. Like she. So everybody. So maybe it's that. Did Good I time. don't even think the TV can see her. Ooh. Oh, I like that. That could be true. So could, she could be like in the background, like manipulating whatever what's going on. Because I don't think they either didn't show, like didn't can't identify her, or they haven't seen her. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, because didn't they say like they finally didn't they get everybody or everybody got, that appeared? Yeah, they, and they named everybody but her. Oh wow, yeah. And I also think anytime there's a show where like there's a somewhat well known actor or actress, it's kind of a tip off, like mm, something's gonna be up. And not like, only that, but I think yeah. Catherine Hahn. You know she's a she's good enough where she can kind of pick what she does, and I think mm-hmm. again we've said this about dozens of people before, but she didn't have to do this, mm-hmm. and I think it would have to be something that was kind of cool for her to come and come on and do this, not just like the weirdo neighbor, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what you also what I what I love about the show is the connections to the MCU, very obviously, and so I think between Jimmy Woo. And that awesome scene when he shows up and does he like flips his card out, which is what he was trying to learn from Ant Man. Yeah, Jimmy Woo has been good in the Ant Man movies, and so you bring him in, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, and then also no, so them working together has been great, and it just ties everything in. And then you know what they know too, like you know what mm-hmm. Darcy's already seen, what Jimmy's already seen, what they're aware of. They know, obviously, everybody knows about the Avengers, but like they have hands on experience with the Avengers, but also. And a really important character is Monica Rambo, and she, of course, is the daughter of Maria Rambo, who was best friends with Captain Marvel. And Monica Rambo is already confirmed to be in Captain Marvel two, right? And it seems as though because she's mentioned, and Monica is not having it, which means that she they're they're not, not on good terms. Yeah, and so that was a, a little on the nose, but I also kind of liked the conversation they were talking about. I, and I think part of it is every once in a while, there's a line or two, I think specifically for people who don't watch MCU movies or mm-hmm. haven't seen them all or aren't like obsessed with it like we are, because they made a point to say, you know, Wanda really held her own against Thanos. Right. Which is true, but they're like, oh, and she would have been fine, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when Jimmy Woo says, yeah, but I think Captain Marvel did really well too. And then uh, Monica was just like, fuck you. He was like, don't talk about her. Or she's like, well, don't mention her again. There's something, um, that- there's something there. And it probably just stems from the fact that like, you know, now that we're into spoilers, like Monica's mother has passed away and Captain Marvel wasn't there. Like that, that to me makes yeah. sense. Like that she wasn't there to help. You know, yeah. that she was, all, and, and that plays into her saying, like, they're, you know, in Endgame, where they're like, where have you been? And she's like, you know, there's more out there than just Earth, you know? Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, so there's definitely something pissed. And then, oh, so th- maybe the best part of the show, actually, in my mind, is them getting an opportunity to sort of give you more details about the blip. And because, again, if yeah. you're that, if that's going to be a big point in your storytelling, you can't just ignore it or you can't like gloss over it or you can't just like, I hate, I, I, I a lot of shows just kind of like ignore certain things or they sort of reset. And they're like, all the characters are just acting like that never happened. Cause if that happened in real life, that's a pretty monumental event. And I think one of the coolest things was, you know, we saw the reveal that everybody was back in like this 
spectacular way. Mm-hmm. But one of the great things they showed that hospital scene with Monica is that normal people coming back and they didn't think any time had passed. They were, they were, everyone was confused and it was just fucking chaos in the hospital. Just right? chaos. They just, they just show back up where they were. And she was where, like, what did I fall asleep? And she's like, no, you've been gone for three, was it five years? Yeah. And so they also, cause again, in Spider-Man uh, far from home, they sort of discuss it a little bit. Like they make the jokes about the, Oh, you were in this grade and now you're this mm-hmm. old and now you're still this old and whatever. But this one they do, I think even a better job when they just sort of are explaining what happens with people. And then they show that scene with her coming back in the hospital, freaking out, running around. And then she finds out that her mom died three years ago, which was two years after she disappeared. So now you're like, we're now five years clean of the blip. And then she reports back to sword and the guy's like, all right, like you had three weeks since the blip basically, or whatever. And you are the first one here. So people are obviously figuring this shit out. But it was it was funny. I, I mentioned it. it's like the reverse 28 days later, you know, when uh, Killian Murphy wakes up and there's nobody in the hospital and then she wakes up and everyone is in the hospital. <laughs> it's like the reverse of that movie. Um, but, be so many. That was, but that was great. Like you said, it was it was a way to contextualize everything like this. Remember this? This all happened. Wouldn't right? you think if there if this really happened, there would be people that got blipped while they were crossing the street. And then they would blip back crossing the street, and when they could just get fucking murdered right away. What if you got blipped mid hump? Oh, you're, yeah. You know. And then, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. You <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is uh, definitely a possibility. But anyway, I like how they did that. So anyway, this show has been so good because you're trying to figure this out. Oh, the other line that they threw in there, which I didn't really understand, and maybe they will give her this name during it, but they don't call her Scarlet Witch. No. And they they even make it a point where someone says, what, she has no, like, crazy nickname nickname or anything? Just Wanda. And wasn't it a thing that they couldn't use the name Quicksilver for Ultron? And by the way, the movie I was alluding to at the top of the podcast where I said it makes me I had to go watch it again was Ultron. I, I didn't want to watch Ultron again, and I did. I actually wound up watching that again, just for sure, just to familiarize myself because I wanted to see. There was a theory that the two people in the commercials. Now we know this doesn't make any sense, but like, are the people who raised Wanda? I I didn't say parents, but the people who raised yeah, yeah, Wanda yeah. and Pietro. Yeah. Um. So I would say mother and father, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we know who their mother and father is, but um, that it's that's who that is. But I thought they could use Scarlet Witch, but maybe they just never have. Like I guess they, they never have called her Wanda, but I feel like they should call her Scarlet Witch. I don't really know. I why think they... I think they're gonna start. I think with they this will. show. I think that you're a good call. I think they will at this point. So basically, this show has so many good things. So they're they're talking about the blip. They tie in the universe even closer with characters from Captain Marvel, Ant Man, and Thor. Um. The whole idea, though, that Scarlet Witch either could become a villain. Like, I know you and I are still holding out hope that she's the villain in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But if she is being manipulated, I wonder if they resolve that this season. And if not, it's like, I kind of like the idea of her just kind of snapping. Like, Vision dies, you know, 
other Avengers had died. Like maybe, maybe she just lost it. But, and so, yeah. And there's this theory now that the Quicksilver who showed up now, which was brilliant because this is incredible. So we got to, this is a whole thing we got to unpack. We got to unpack the show that they're, it's like a full house, like 80s sitcom thing, right? Yep. The last time we saw that Quicksilver was in the 80s, was in Apocalypse, which mm. took place in the 80s. So that right there makes sense that they would be age appropriate, right? It, so this is incredible. Like yeah. me, I mean, this just is. So anyway, so not to dumb it all down with all this nonsense, but so for the longest time there was Marvel properties being made by both you know Disney and by Fox, and so they all had like their own characters. But yet for some reason, technically, like Wanda and Pietro, who are Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver, were allowed over here. And then, but also Quicksilver was allowed over there. And then they both decided to use Quicksilver in a movie. You're like, yeah, there's so many goddamn characters. But so Quicksilver really became one of the highlights of those X-Men movies. He was the X-Men. best part of those X-Men movies. He was great. They did all, like the scene where he breaks out Magneto is incredible. Like it's, yes. it's super fun, but he becomes an important character. And they make it very clear in that one that Magneto is his dad. Like that's yes. very clear. But we've wanted and, the, and they're not twins. You see Wanda, but they're not twins. What do you mean they're not twins? You see her in I think it's Days of Future Past. But oh, she, oh, yeah. she's yeah. little. She's not, yeah, yeah. they're not twins. Right. And they reference her, but whatever. And but obviously they're twins in uh the MCU. In, but, and in canon, they're twins too. Right. But yeah. uh, Pietro is played by a different actor. He dies in Ultron. Which again, Ultron, not a not a great movie, and he was kind of a throwaway character because we never even really got to know the guy. So now, and they had referenced uh, Pietro and Ultron back in episode three. So that was sort mm-hmm. of like a little bit of like a what? That kind of broke all characters like while they were doing that. Right. But anyway, uh, he shows up at the end of episode five, but it's not Pietro. And what's fascinating is Darcy makes a comment while she's watching the show and goes, oh, it looks like they recast him or she recast him. Like, so she remembers what her brother in the MCU looks like, and now she sees this new guy. Which is such an odd thing to say because now this lends itself to, lends, and they remember they were talking about, what if we brought somebody in who we didn't have to change? Because remember everybody who goes in there and there's this whole thing, this explanation that when Monica went in there, like she changed her clothes to Kevlar and that's what was like keeping her there. There was something weird about the clothing, and they had to change the clothes when they went uh, into the bubble. Yeah, she went in wearing like a vest, and then but then that material like transformed into her pants because she had to obviously look like a what it was. What year was she like in the seventies? Yeah, it was like the Brady Bunch one. Yeah, yeah. I don't and know. So this I, is so this is the stuff that's like confusing to me. Like how? Oh yeah, but I think the way they're doing it, I think they're going to explain it, and I think because you have. Uh, Darcy and Jimmy Woo, those two characters specifically, I don't think they'll leave the audience in the dark because they are going to explain shit to you. And uh, yeah, someone's going to have to explain something to Jimmy Woo. And that's why I love that character being in the show because first of all, that character's amazing. He's great. Um, And we've taught, and people have been talking about giving him his own show, like an X-Files kind of show, like the Jimmy Woo files or whatever the hell it's called. Um, With Darcy Lewis would would be phenomenal. Put them together. But I love the fact that he's kind of this everyman who, like, he has no—he's FBI still. He doesn't—he's not even part of Sword, so he needs things explained to him, like mm-hmm. what the hell is happening right now. And they, he's like the audience, so he's yeah. the one that's us. So I, that's why I think 
because the way the cliffhanger for from episode five, like she's going to explain, because I bet not everybody knows who Wanda's brother really looked like and would just be like, all right, who's this guy? And then she's right. going to explain like he died. This is another guy. But again, we've asked for a while. How do you get the X-Men in? How do you get Fantastic Four in? How do you get Deadpool in? How do you like all these characters that were coming over from Fox? And this is the first one. This is the first guy who literally like uncat like Quicksilver is changing just universes here. This no, and and that's that's the thing that I really want to hit on. I want them to hit on is that she's actually because they keep saying it's getting bigger or it's getting stronger. And someone says to Darcy, like, is it contained? And she says something to the oh, effect of like now. right now, like yeah, for yeah. now, you know, but she's just so powerful. And that's why I thought all along, I thought all of this was in her mind and she made it up. I am confused on the vision thing. Like, did she really put vision back together even without the mind stone? So I read too, that, that the, at the end of, it might've been infinity war. And one of the, one of the events, there was supposed to be an end credit scene in her stealing, oh, her stealing the body was the end credit scene. Oh, so they put that in the show. So they put it, they took it out of Endgame and put it in the show. So cool. that's, so that was supposed to be yeah, leading they, into that. That was pretty badass. But I'm like, how can you do that? Because wasn't like the whole point of Vision was if you take the Mind Stone out, he dies. That's why they had such a hard time with it on Wakanda. And then remember, he agreed to do it. And so like without that, he is he doesn't exist. I mean, so the issue then becomes like if this is where Agnes might come in. This is where yeah something um, else. Something, Something else. else is going on. Like they had to have reanimated him some way with like another. Like again, we're talking multiple realities at this point. That's so it could have come from anywhere. Like that Quicksilver. Like you could be the actual guy. He could be somebody else. This yep. is another theory. No, he calls her sis though, doesn't he? Like he comes he in does. and he's like ready to go. Like he is. Like he knows her. But the idea is that he's not. So the fan theory, the prevailing theory right now is he's actually Mephisto. Oh fuck it. Who is? basically marvel's so, version of the devil yeah pretty much right and um who worked with uh who worked with thanos in like the infinity gauntlet and stuff in the comics like which was just fucking awesome yes so there is he's manipulating her getting her to turn essentially like getting manipulating her to the point where she again loses her mind and and realizes her full power but then like turns heel this is like, incredible that, so if like, if it's mephisto though I guess what he could also do, like, I think they're going to have to, and they already kind of tipped their hand in Dr. Strange. The title of the movie is the multiverse of madness. So they are going to get into multiverses. And so maybe Mephisto has been somebody jumping different multiverses and he, yes. for some reason, and then, so he gets this Quicksilver to show up for this, or like you said, or like he just, he knows that Quicksilver and then morphs into him or I don't know. That's what I mean. Like he's seen him and knows what he looks like. But hasn't necessarily seen the alien. Was it uh, uh the kid's name? Aaron Johnson. Oh, Aaron. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The MCU one. Yes. It it was such a good. Such a, the kid who played Kickass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good uh, cliffhanger, though, because this could open. This is you want Wolverine. You want Deadpool. This is, I guess, a way to do it. Yeah, and, and so Scarlet Witch just brings all these people in. I hope so they I really should. play up the fact that she's a villain, though. Like I am, I'm hoping for that. We'll see. 
uh, yeah, I'm hope. And again, that was my take all along. The multiverse of madness would come from this, and like mad, like House of M. Yeah, House like, of M. And uh, the Vision by Tom King. Uh huh. That one, like, they're using some of that stuff in there. But the source material is all there. I mean, for her to like have this break and then have was Agatha Harkness on mm-hmm. Agatha, who was a legit witch. You think- know, come in and be be a part of this. I love it. Man. And then again to have to have one now you're introducing strange you're intro- now Adam Warlock has to be involved in this Silver Surfer has to be involved you know that I'm like you you once you once you open this door possibilities are where they could go with this I know like this could end with Galactus yeah could. somehow yeah like I I'm I've played it out you know like the <laughs> In my head, like you know, Strange does like the one thing he's you know he's playing it out in his head, yeah. yeah. Um, and I really think that what's happening right now is she's opening a multiverse that's going to the the branches of which will spread out because now we're getting reports that e- every cinematic Spider-Man is going to be in Spider-Man three, right? And that and Tom Holland can like never of, keep a secret because of Doctor Strange and because of Wong. because of this, right? Yeah. And Willem Dafoe has been spotted on set. Alfred Molina is, but so like they're bringing all of these things together. So now you have Fox, Sony, and Marvel right. all coming together into like one thing. Jesus Christ, which is almost too. It's almost too much. And then, it and again, like what's crazy is this not only will, um, this will lead to the Eternals because now the Eternals have to get involved with this whole thing. You know, yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. there's the segue. We're like, how are the Eternals, these like gods of the Marvel Universe, going to fit in? Well, here you go. It's just so it smart. Goes, it's just so smart. Like, this is it's the so way smart. they did it. And it's such a great, instead of waiting years for movies to kind of help you along, they have these shows that fill the gaps. Throw these TV shows at which you. Which is brilliant. And then also make your streaming service a must own for. The Marvel fans, because it's not just a collection of the old stuff. It's also you're getting this weekly new stuff and all these new shows, like the Loki show is gonna like you're gonna get all kinds of stuff, right? Oh. And like that, Jesus Christ! Now, like Loki, because Loki's thing is he still has the Mind Stone, so he's gonna be jumping around. Yeah, and he's in a different timeline right now. Anyway, remember because right. and when he jumped away, yeah, this. So he's jumping all over the place. Like so, it's this whole he's thing is gonna be chaos. Oh my God, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so Max says in the chat that he thinks uh, he read that next episode we're going to find out a lot about Quicksilver. Like, is this legit? Is it not legit? What's going on? Why is he a different person? They also mentioned this. So we talked about War Machine before. They did drop a little. They were talking about uh, something like a aerospace engineer or something like that. Like they needed somebody to as an aerospace oh, yeah, engineer yeah. to come yeah, in. And fi- that's him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that line. Fuck. It's like, I know a guy or something like that. Like, oh, we need some sort of like aerospace engineer to come in and figure this out. And he's like, oh, I got a guy. So I got two questions. One, I guess is still just my hang up on vision. Like, And I guess maybe you already answered it. You think that somebody else maybe got involved and was able to piece them back together or is could like could Catherine Hahn's character be so powerful that she could even just like portray vision even though it's not really him or like cuz he said he doesn't remember anything cuz he knows stuff like he's not dumb but he has no mem- like i think after he or from before he died he doesn't remember anything right right but like so he, he knows, knows who Wanda is he knows that he's 
supposed to be there, but he, I think he also knows that like he died. Yeah, but he's also like catching up on everything, and he's like, "You can't trick me like you trick everybody." Like he's starting to realize that Wanda's bad because the guy at work who's like freaking out, and she's like, "Wanda, like yeah. you're holding." Like he broke character for a minute. It was like, "Help me," and then kind of like snap back. Yeah. So like they're all being mind controlled, and it makes sense that it's probably not just Scarlet Witch. But I guess what would Catherine Hahn's motivation? I, I guess I wonder. What happened to Wanda immediately after Endgame? Because we talked about it last week. There was the scene in Endgame when they were at uh, Tony Stark's funeral, and they're all there. They're all dre- they're all standing like by their teams, and they're all like crying. And so Wanda's there by herself. And then there's another scene with her and Hawkeye talking about both Vision and Black Widow, and just. But she seems like, I wouldn't say fine, but she doesn't seem like the next thing she's going to do is take over a whole town and pretend that vision's still alive. But there was a line that Monica Rambo said that I just, you just reminded me of that kind of tipped me off to that fan theory. I read on Reddit because she says when they ask her what it felt like, she said, it felt heavy. It said it felt like grief. Like it felt like, you know what I mean? Like what being yeah. under that, cause they talk about like how it hurt, like how being under mind control with her hurt. And she described it literally as feeling like grief. Mm. This is maybe this is just Wanda's so way. This is its way. It's her way of dealing with what happened, and her way of um. It's like that denial stage of grief where she's not, you know, but she's starting to accept. That there's, I forget which part I was. I was like, she's starting to like accept it. Like she's starting to um. There's that scene with the dog where they start talking about the dog and how the dog died. Mm-hmm. And the kids start asking about death, and she starts explaining how they can't fix it. Like, oh my god, oh, yeah. someone in the chat just said it. <laughs> yeah, the exact same time you were saying it. Yeah, uh, Tim says uh, when the dog dies, the kids ask Wanda to bring the dog back to life, and I believe she says she can't do that. So maybe she didn't bring Vision back. Yes, yeah, I don't, and I don't think she can because like Vision isn't even just—he's not a human. Like well, he I, mind she, I believe and that's the thing. Like she might, she doesn't know that she can. I don't think she fully knows what's going on like what she's doing i don't think so either which sort of goes away from like her just snapping and being a badass villain but there's probably more to it like you said whether it's mephisto or whether it's just on aggie or whatever it is yeah but i also wonder like when did they like this on agatha character like did she seek out wanda after the fact and like obviously they must have an end game here it isn't um create her own little life yeah, the twins, yeah, I'm reading it right you know, now. With the, twin. the twins are pretty fascinating. Obviously, Wanda was a twin. She has twin boys, and then they just age like the way like they want to. But what was confusing is was that Monica was like when she came back out from like the bubble, she was like, Yeah, everything's real in there, though. Like, like everything's real. It's just they don't know. Like those are her kids. And you're like, well, how like mm. it's nuts. I, I mean, oh, hang on, hang on. So I'm reading something. Do you want me to read this to you right now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I'll go back. Wanda channeled the remaining energy to set in motion her becoming pregnant with the synthesoid's husband's children. So this is talking about Wanda managed to capture some of the energy funnel the way we're talking about Scarlet Witch and the Salem Seven and all that stuff. Later, Agatha resurfaced, avoiding explanations for her return. She claimed that Scarlet Witch's children were actually fragments of the soul of Mephisto and wiped Wanda's memory of her children rather than fight... F- uh, fight to free the two from Mephisto when he reabsorbed the two. So that, I mean, just that's like a Scarlet Witch story that like has to deal with Agatha and Mephisto and all that. But like, 
Yeah, so we're getting some crazy shit now. But we're probably getting Mephisto, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's going to be disappointing. But I think... But Agatha, we're going to prop her up to the point where she is uh, one of the more powerful villains we've seen. Right. And behind her, the puppet master is Mephisto. Yeah. So like you, it, I think in Strange, the idea is going to be like, all right, we're fighting Wanda. No, we're actually fighting Mephisto. Yes, probably. Now, do you think... Yeah. Do you think the WandaVision television show ends on like a cliffhanger for like you got to go watch the movie or do you think they'll kind of put an end to something here? I think they put an end to something here like it's going to segue into something else. Like I yeah. I would not be surprised if Benedict Cumberbatch shows up in this show. Oh yeah, he could. Now here, I don't know if this is a uh is this a spoiler or not? Uh one Great of the headliners you want to hear this? No, I know, yeah. but like, yeah. So this is what, and again, uh, writers could lie to you, right? Again, sure, they're... they've done it before. So I guess he was uh, Jack Schaefer. Uh, this is what he said uh, last month. Uh, he said he was unable to talk about any potential plans for a second season, but said the series would feel, quote, very complete. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think. This is a eight hour long movie uh -huh. in my head, yeah, or a seven hour long movie, Ainge probably, but yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, like wait, every episode's like 30 40 minutes, so three four hour movie. Because I mean, let's we haven't even talked about the fact that the production on this television show is like triple A grade, like how good, like it, it's God. the aspect ratio of the TV is like an old school TV. But when they go into like real time, like they spread it out and it's like real mm -hmm. movie production value. Now, apparently Kevin Feige said that viewers would not need to be familiar with the MCU to understand the series, but there would be a quote wealth of rewards for those who have seen all the films and knew the plans for phase four. Well, I don't know the plans for phase four, but I do know that this whole show has just been an Easter egg hunt. The yeah, entire time. I don't think you could enjoy it if you didn't. And again, that's why I think there are certain lines like the, oh, she held her own against Thanos. Because like we know that, but I guess they just want to drop that clue to you. But I don't know. I don't well, it's so funny now that like Thanos is pop culture now. Like everyone knows who Thanos is. True. True. You know, so, that, so I think that helps a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I find myself watching this show and catching my making having to force myself pay attention to what's actually they're saying because mm -hmm. i'm looking around for other stuff it's like a goddamn i spy book i know i can't wait every friday it's good no anything else on this that's phenomenal check it out yeah it is again i think the the mcu connections the cliffhanger now open the door up to the uh the x-men potentially like it's just it's i mean so honest to god we could if we really wanted to unpack this this would be three hours like we could talk about this for hours that's also probably why it's good that we did this episode now and then we don't need to rehash all of it when we seriously there because i think doing nine was it nine episodes yeah of this we couldn't do it and the way it's going now like the, there's been more to talk about after episode four and five than obviously the first three and so the way they're going the next four episodes i'm sure are all going to be yeah like like little movies hope so, so. Ooh, doggy, 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 doggy. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend the goal? As the last 11 Super Bowls, I will defer. Wow. All right. 
Well, then I will receive. Um, I talked about all the Ricky Gervais shows that I've been watching. The other thing I wanted to point out, and I don't know when we're going to get around to do this, but I've still been watching the MTV Challenge. Oh, I love that goddamn show. So this season is Challenge Double Agents. And uh, Mac from Mac and Goo is also a big Challenge fan. And so at some point, we're going to do an episode, whether it's like a dork short or whatever. There's a lot of lots to talk about. A lot of strategy, out of it. A lot of strategy this season. CT's back. What more do you Honestly, want? What the? What is like this show? What's the matter with you? At some point, how What's old is CT? CT's got to be in his mid forties. No, I think he's forty or forty-one. He's older than me. Um, forty, forty-one. At what point do you just like hang it up? You know, at what point are you like? Look, maybe he, maybe he wins this one and retires. He should. How many of these has he won? How many of these has he, has he been on? Uh, three? Oh, no, he's been on a shitload. I think he's won three times, I want to say. Ugh. So like that? Mm. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's my pick of the pod. So if you are watching that, fear not. Uh, Mac and I will discuss it at some point. I'll tweet it. We might do it before the finale, and then that way we can kind of make predictions and shit like that, talk about the season to that point, and make predictions going forward. So that is that. Ryan, what is your pick of the pod? I actually have two, believe it or not. So I uh, two Netflix picks and one app that kind of go tie together. So I watched uh, a movie called Crip Camp, which is going to be up for a bunch of awards. It's a documentary uh, produced, ex- executive produced by the Obamas. Um, okay. And what it has to do with is a camp, a summer camp in the 60s that was for disabled people. Um, and it's the Crip Camp is a, it's not like the, the, the gang. It's like... Okay. people um and these were the people who led the revolution to get um more rights for handicapped people um it's fascinating to me that not that long ago in this country um there's one woman on there for instance who had polio as a kid uh she was mentally she's fine she's in her 60s or 70s now she just can't walk mm. but they wouldn't let her go to school because they told her mother that she was a fire hazard crazy like it's crazy like the way that these people were treated um and so they developed this camp and then that camp eventually those people from that camp went on to washington and did this whole revolution for the rights of disabled peoples and it's actually pretty fascinating um and something that is not even remotely talked about enough um so and it's very very well done again it's executive produced by both the uh, michelle and barack obama so check that out it's on netflix um the other thing i said an app and uh, I found this out recently. There's an app called Headspace, which deals with like mindfulness and guided meditations and all that stuff. They now have uh, it's Headspace Guide to Meditation on Netflix. So if you were interested in being more mindful or the app, they do the, these guided meditations that are like 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. Super relaxing, super great for your mental health. So definitely check that out. And I would like to point out that Headspace is an app. And if you're a colleague of mine, if you're a teacher, it's free. How about that? You actually get, yeah. So if you sign up for Headspace um, and provide them with your credentials as a teacher, it's actually free for teachers. So I like it. Very cool. Check that out. Uh, people can uh, rate and review to the podcast on iTunes just about anywhere else. Oh, also, feel free to send us your WandaVision uh, questions, comments, theories, predictions, all of that stuff. And of course, when the series is over, uh, that Monday, I think it's March, whatever it is, early March, 
we will uh, be back here breaking down the entire season and looking forward to everything else. So again, you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dorkpodcast. Uh, the YouTube channel, we stream these on Monday nights. Go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. Subscribe there. Uh, Davey's on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rvond. Uh, the Facebook page as well as the hashtag dork shared gooniverse. Find out what's going on with us, Mac and Goo. Uh, the Change My Mind podcast, the Pop Culture Pile Driver podcast, uh, Shime and Dr. Joe on the Twitch. Anything else, Ryan, that I'm missing here? I think we got it all, man. That's it, man. WandaVision's good. That's good. Uh, what do they say about Wombats, Ryan? Square buttholes, kid. Bloody hell, what was that? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.